Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the New Lexington Bible Church Weekly Devotional Podcast. I'm Pastor Brian. Thank you once again for tuning in. Uh, It's good to get off to a good start this week, opening up the Bibles and uh, getting into our James study. We'll be in chapter 3 this morning, looking at verses 13 through 18. And so that'll finish up chapter 3 for us. And uh, know that I'm praying for you and each and every one of you. Hope that uh, your week is off to a good start. Hope you're doing well. And uh, just know that uh, that we keep you in prayer and uh, do continue to pray for us. We certainly need it. And um, I just hope that everyone is uh, seeking the Lord this week. Maybe you are in a place starting out this week where you've made some commitments or or decisions based on um, preaching and things on Sunday. whether if whether you come to our church at New Lexington Bible Church or whether you go to a different church and you just listen into the podcast, by the way, that's a blessing to us as well, and uh, we're glad that it can be a resource to other people in other places. Um, but you know, sometimes we uh, <clears throat> we have we're moved deeply sometimes on a during a Sunday service, but then it's easy for those commitments and those things to. Um, they just seem harder to <clears throat> stay co- committed to come Monday. And that's just the flesh and the enemy wanting to pull us away from our commitments to go the right direction for the Lord. So let's keep that in prayer. And maybe um, maybe this study this morning will reinforce um, some things in your life to help you um, continue to seek wisdom from God. And because we're going to need his wisdom and guidance on how we go about doing things in our life. Amen. So let's open up with prayer and uh, just thank you again for supporting the podcast. And then let's get into James chapter 3 verses 13 through 18. Father, we thank you for getting us up another morning, Lord. You've given us another week. You've breathed the breath of life into our lungs. You've given us new opportunities. Um, God is... um, As we open up the scriptures this morning, we ask that you will help us understand them. Help us apply these truths to our life, Lord, and um, help us reflect the truth that's getting into our hearts through our studies. Help us reflect these truths outwardly to other people around us um, because it's it's just good to see spiritual growth in ourselves and in other people. And um, Lord, we can't do it without you. And um, I, I speak for myself, and I know many others will agree, Lord. Um, Many of us are assessing areas in our life and in our ministries, um, characteristics of things that we do and how we go about doing things, Lord, and and we're seeking your will and your guidance and your um, discernment, and uh, many of us are making commitments to put certain things out of our life, certain characteristics about us that may may actually get in your way, Lord, and... um, and so we're, we're doing our best. Help us, Lord. Help us um, stay committed um, to go in the right direction for you. It, it, truly, Lord, we cannot do it without you. Um, time and time again in my life, Lord, I've come to my knees and said, I cannot do this unless you do it for me and help me. Um, help us all to pray that prayer for those areas of our life that we're seeking to change so that we may better glorify you each and every day that you give us on earth, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We continue to pray for the healing needs of many. Lord, I pray for everyone that listens into the podcast for for their individual needs, Lord. Um, 
for our families, Lord. We certainly pray for those that don't know Christ as Savior, that they would have a saving relationship with Jesus. Lord, in many things happening around the world right now, um, many Christians in persecution, we pray for them. Your people in Israel, Lord, the Jews in Israel, being attacked by um, by terrorists, by Muslims. And, um, and, and Lord, we pray for them. And uh, we pray for Israel's protection. We pray for their deliverance. We also know that the day is coming where your scriptures will be fulfilled. And we pray for that as well, Lord. Um, help us be ready when you come for us, Lord. And uh, so we lift up all those needs around the world. Disasters, all those things happening. Just like you said that they would be happening in your scripture, Lord. Um, nevertheless, send comfort, peace, and hope to those that are in those affected regions. Help the Christians have a spirit of boldness and courage to stand in the face of persecution and to not deny their faith in you, Lord. We love you. We thank you. We ask that you will speak to us through our devotional message this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's look at James chapter 3 here. Let me read verses 13 through 18. Scripture reads this, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? That's a question. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. That's an answer to the question. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. That's a cautionary instruction to the answer to the question. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. That is an explanation for the cautionary instruction that comes with the answer to the question, which was, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? And now, here's the second part of the answer that tells us the kind of wisdom that we would desire. Verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Amen. Um, what a what a valuable um, portion of truth for us to hold on to. So, so the question before us is, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge? And so there's a lot of ways of looking at that um, question and how that would apply. But, you know, we went into um, chapter 3 here when we began. We had the discussion of teachers, leaders in the church, right? Um, and so it became a discussion of who uh, we should um, allow to be teachers and preachers and things, how that process goes, but um, what we look for in that. And so the question then arises as we're seeking eligible and qualified men to teach and preach, um, we find the characteristic of wisdom and knowledge being important to that role. I don't think anybody would deny that. Uh, wisdom and knowledge are very important in the role of church leadership, especially for teachers and preachers. And so 
the question then comes before us, well, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge? And I would like to suggest, or I would like to think that every one of us here and everyone that will listen into the study would like to be able to say that they have wisdom and knowledge, right? And so, um, and probably seeking more of it as long as it's from God and not from the world. So let's look at 13 here then. So who who is endued with knowledge among you? right who would possess that qualification that standard of eligibility um who is who possesses these characteristics um and then it tells us this let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom all right let him show out of a good conversation so again the saying goes actions speak louder than words let him show out of a good conversation that's a life you know the conversation here the way that word is used in 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 the greek language in the new testament of the bible it's a reference uh, almost always to the lifestyle the way somebody goes about living all right so let him show out of his lifestyle his works which is what actions right Now let him show out of his lifestyle his actions with meekness of wisdom. Would you put of in parentheses there? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. So, wisdom must be coupled with a humble spirit. True wisdom is displayed in meekness. And meekness is found in the way people go about doing things. Alright? The way we do things puts on display our humility or the lack thereof. And so when we look at a wise person who's endued with knowledge... We are looking at somebody whose life has actions that show humility and meekness. The way they go about doing things shows humbleness and, um, and their intentions and their motives should be clearly transparent as a result. And what you see is that they are not seeking self-glorification, but they are seeking the betterment and the benefit of the people who they have been led to in life by God to make an impact on. Amen. Um, and so that's that's what you're that's what you, that's how you can make discernments in that area and so and and then obviously we should also be very prayerful and very considerate and very careful in ever judging the, the the motives and intentions of a person especially somebody in the ministry um because if we're wrong we're really opening ourselves up to be dealt with by our Father in Heaven for that kind of behavior. So we need to be cautious, right? So the Bible gives us wisdom, and that's what we're seeking to have. And then also it allows us as leaders in the church, 
me as a pastor, as a preacher, I have the ability to look at my motives, my intentions, my actions, and use the scriptural test. Um, do my actions show, you, you know what I mean, um, my my level of wisdom and knowledge in terms of the scripture? Because you have somebody that can know uh, all the verses of the Bible, but if their actions don't show that they're using it in their life, it creates confusion, right? But meekness, humility, the way I go about doing things, my actions, do they verify that I have wisdom of God? And so that's that's a standard that we can hold ourselves up to, amen? Then it, then it tells us here with this warning in, in 14, but if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Um, basically, if you have this bitterness, this envy in your heart, if you have strife in your hearts, if you have division in your heart, um, if you have selfish ambition in your heart, if you're seeking your own desires and trying to advance your own interest in your heart, then your very, um, very motives of of passing judgment on others or your very motives of how you go about doing things are corrupted and so the bible's basically warning us you have nothing to be proud of pat yourself on the back over or brag about stop it all right because you have no reason to glory um you're not as high and mighty and spiritual and everything as you think you are or pretend to be because you've got these very potentially maybe even hidden in personal sins in your heart and this stuff here when you're dealing with bitter with envying and strife you're dealing with something that hurts other people all right and so um that is a corruption in and by itself so if you have this corruption in your heart then you are not the wise man and dude with knowledge among you showing out of a good conversation your works with meekness of wisdom because it's contrary to that by nature. Um, finally, on that point, a person with selfish ambition is corrupted by their own desire to advance their own interest, right? If the focus is on self, then it's not on the benefit and the well-being of others. Um, and so we got to be careful for that. Verse... Uh, verse 15 here, then it tells us this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. So, um, basically what we're dealing with is a wisdom that is from the carnal, natural man. It's a conventional wisdom. It's a worldly wisdom. So there's a wisdom of the world, and then there's a wisdom of God. And we must remember that God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And so God's wisdom is, is, is far excelling uh, any wisdom that man thinks he has on his own, right? So um, the two are, are oftentimes contrary one to another. So there's a, a carnal wisdom and there's a spiritual wisdom. And so what the Bible here teaches us is this. The kind of wisdom you're dealing with is evident by the kind of actions it produces. So... If you're dealing with the carnal or earthly wisdom, you're dealing with something that is usually self-seeking, 
Um, it's earthly, it's sensual, it's devilish. So it's carnal or it's it's very rooted in the way the world goes about things, uh, which could be, mean a lot of things, right? That, that could mean manipulation, that could mean control, that could mean financial advancement, greed, power, those kinds of things. It's sensual, it's feelings-oriented, you could say, or it's devilish. Um, we think that Satan is a deceiver, so it can be deceptive. So those are some ways to look at that. Um, in 16, here's the fruit that it produces. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. So the kind of actions it produces. Confusion and every evil work. So not good fruits that come from it. And then he gives us this. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. And so if you you think about that, um, purity, right? So the Word of God is pure. God is pure. He's holy. He's without sin. Christ is is pure. The Holy Spirit is pure. Uh, So it must be first pure in both thought, word, and deed. Um, and so that, that's, that's a characteristic of godly wisdom. Then also peaceable. A wise man loves peace and he'll do everything possible to maintain peace without sacrificing purity, right? Um, and, but at the same time, a wise man also knows that there is a certain place where you have to enforce boundaries because if you don't, um, you will have people trying to rob your joy and steal your peace. And, uh, and we need to be careful not to let that happen. So we got to be careful with our relationships. Um, it's also gentle, um, not overbearing, right? But courteous, not crude. Um, so if the way you go about doing things is, is crude or, <clears throat> or blunt, not gentle, um, not forbearing, um, or, or not overbearing, I should say, um, not courteous, out of place, if you would, um, that's going to have a negative effect. So you, what we're looking for is peaceable and gentle, right? Um, things done in love. So that's important. Then easy to be entreated. I like this because Easy to be entreated, this characteristic is is basically showing somebody's willingness to yield. um, How approachable they are, how open to reason they are, how ready to give in when truth requires it that they are. Um, And so it is the opposite of being obstinate and adamant. And and so it's it's the opposite of somebody being... um, rebellious so uh, the whole fact of the matter is is that we need to be willing to yield and sometimes our refusal to yield in one area becomes a hindrance even if we yield in another area when the way we go about doing things so we need to be careful on how we are yielded and so that's easy to be entreated full of mercy Are, are we merciful towards others or are we condemning towards them? Um, and then good fruits. We need to be producing good fruits in our life without partiality. We talked about that. That's favoritism. 
and then um, and then also without hypocrisy. So we need to hold our way of doing things and our standards up to this test. Um, if you have partiality in your actions, or if or if you're a hypocrite, you know, I mean, those are really going to hinder your ability to be effective in the area of demonstrating your wisdom. Um, out of a good conversation with your works with meekness of wisdom amen so you you it's contrary to what you're attempting to accomplish and it hinders your ability to do that and so you need to get these things in line with your wisdom before you act on your intentions and motives because any other way it's going to hinder your ability to be successful and fruitful in the lord verse 18 finally the fruit of righteousness this is what we should be sowing in our life it is sown in peace of them that make peace. And so we need to be willing and eager and desiring to make peace um, and to have peace amongst ourselves, to have peace within our um, congregations, to have peace in our households and homes. And uh, wisdom and knowledge from God and a prayerful attitude and a lot of careful consideration and how we go about doing things is going to help us accomplish that goal. Amen. So help... Let's uh, be in prayer this week, uh, pursuing um, God's wisdom and our daily actions and our motives and the things we say to one another, um, that we can show our conversation with, with our actions and, and being done in the meekness of wisdom, amen, that we show a godly wisdom and character in all that we say and do. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the devotional this morning. Thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for guiding us leading us and instructing us in our daily life. Help us to put these truths into action and, um, and to apply them uh, in our life, to, to store this away in our hearts. Lord, that it will have an impact on the way we go about doing things, that we will carefully consider um, everything that we do and our motives for doing them so that we would um, give you glory in our daily life. Lord, we love you. We thank you. I pray again for everybody that tunes into the podcast. Lord, take care of them. Keep them safe this week. Let everyone be healthy and have a blessed week. And um, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you again for tuning in to the New Lexington Bible Church Weekly Devotional Podcast.